Blog Talk Radio. It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings. Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move because you are definitely in for a treat today here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Conqueror's Cafe radio show. I am your host, Twyla Reed, also known as your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. Happy Sunday, everyone. What an amazing day to just give God thanks for just being God all by himself. I want to throw this disclaimer out here before we start. My voice has been a little crackly today. I've been a little bit under the weather, but I just want to let you guys know that I am declaring healing over my voice and that we have prayed before we started today that there will be no distractions and that the enemy will not do anything to cause this interview not to take place. So I ask you guys to just bear with me. I have some hot tea here, so I may take a pause every now and then. But nonetheless, we are excited and we are happy to be here on today. As you guys know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific car accident, which left him in a coma and paralyzed him with a severe traumatic brain injury. Well, that mother and son, that's my son and I. And this book is our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing, of how we use prayer and how we use perseverance to overcome the hardships that we endured during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support. We provide resources, tips, and prevention insights. We educate, empower, and enlighten brain injury survivors, their caregivers, and their family members by teaching them how to create the life they desire in spite of the challenges and devastations that accompany head injuries. We provide real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. And a few of my other books include My Journal Goal-Setting Journey. <clears throat> you guys know it is November 10th. And I tell you, December 10th is going to be here before you know it, and then it's going to be December 31st. And guess what, guys? 2020 will be before us. And this book, it really teaches you how to set your goals for the new year. Um, I always tell people, and I'm I'm constantly reminding them that this is the last quarter of 2019, and many of you may not know how to put your goals in arm's reach. And what do I mean by that? I mean that you may be having trouble writing down your goals and actually breaking them down so that they become attainable. Your goals should be centered around God's vision and plans for your life. And if your day-to-day activities 
are not leading you toward you achieving those goals, then guess what? The things in your life that you expect to change or be different won't change or be different. That's why you need to properly lay your goals out and go after them. And this book will definitely show you how to do just that. Now, some of you may have even made a commitment um, in this last quarter to spend more time in the Word. You may have decided to really just truly set aside some quality time to work on your personal relationship with God. So for you all who are searching for a tool to use during your Bible study time, I have just what you need. My book, The Word, The Truth, and The Light, Bible Study Notebooks, I've discovered that one key difference between reading and studying is writing down what you hear and absorb. So whether you have no Bible experience or you studied the Bible for years, this handy-dandy Bible Study Notebook provides an excellent intro to your personal Bible study time. We also have his and her prayer journals, Pray, Believe, and Receive, to start the new year off right. And last, I want to uh, introduce you all to uh, my book, From Tragedy to Working Strategies. As a survivor of a traumatic event, the remainder of your life is dependent upon how well you navigate the untimely events that occur. Your ability to persevere after being thrust into bleak circumstances and uncertain outcomes is the most valuable trait that you must absorb. Your capacity to live through the unforeseen hardships and challenges that accompany tragedies will test you daily. And in this book, you will be empowered and learn how to turn your tragedy into working strategies to actually create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you're facing. You're going to walk away with an understanding, understanding how a positive mindset can literally change the trajectory of your purpose in life as you embark upon your new journey becoming the strategist of your own destiny. So I want to um, invite you guys to take a, a, a look on Amazon, and all my books can be ordered from my website, as well as Barnes and & Nobles and Books A Million. So please visit my website at www.twilereed.com to secure your autographed copies today. Happy Sunday again, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm really excited because we have an amazing uh, show for you guys. It's been an awesome day today. It started out a little chilly, and again, um, like I said it to you guys in the beginning of the show, <clears throat> I have a really scratchy throat. And so I've been drinking hot tea, trying to um, just nurture that, those vocal cords. But I tell you what, it's been an awesome day today that, and one that God has graced us to see. And for that, I am so excited. And I just want to say thank you, God. Thank you so much for just finding me worthy to allow me to see this day. Here on the Conqueror's Cafe, we highlight authors, entrepreneurs, as well as survivors of traumatic events who've made it out victorious, and now they are here to share their testimony of hope and healing with the world. They're sharing those testimonies to offer encouragement and inspiration to others as they travel on their own personal journey. So for today's episode or any of our other episodes, please visit our website at www 
conquerorscafe.com. We also invite you to like, follow, and share our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash conquerorscafe. So if you or anyone you know has experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. And for those who are listening, um, again, the new year is fast approaching and there may be some things you've gone through in 2019 that you want to share with the world. Uh, We are taking clients for book coaching as well. So if you know that you have a book inside of you and that the Lord has been really tugging and pulling at you to write, and I invite you to contact me. When Heaven Speaks, uh, we are taking clients for book publishing and book coaching. So it is not time for our scripture for this evening. And I am going to be reading from Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. That's Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. And it reads, of course, my friends, I really do not think that I have already won it. The one thing I do, however, is to forget what is behind me and do my best to reach what is ahead. And this translation is the Good News Translation. I want to read that to you again. Of course, my friends, I really do not think that I've already won it. But the one thing I do, however, is to forget what is behind me and do my best to reach what is ahead. And I want to talk a little bit from letting go of the past so that you do not have fear of the future. Sometimes our past struggles can weigh heavily on our shoulders. They can be so bad they hold us back and prevent us from living and being who God has called us to be. And just as heavy bags in a literal literal sense will weigh you down, heavy baggage from our past will also weigh you down spiritually. Sometimes it's hard to let go of your past, your problems, those cares and concerns, the mistakes and the failures. So as a result, You allow thoughts, worry, and fear to take over your mind and shape your actions in the present. By holding on to the past, you don't see the beauty of the present moment, and you can't heal the open and open your heart to real joy and true happiness. Fear of the future can torment us. How many of you listening really understand that? It can paralyze us from taking action to prevent the very things that we fear most from coming to pass. You know, the what if, what if I lose my job, what if I get a life-threatening disease, what if my kids make some stupid mistakes, what if the economy collapses, what if there is a nuclear holocaust, what if this, what if that? The list can go on and on and on. But when you are fighting fears about your future and you need clarity, it's time to turn to God. Fears about the future may haunt you, but it is not God's will for you to live under that pressure. God has not given us a spirit of fear. I want to say that again. God has not given us a spirit of fear. While we can't control what the future holds, 
we can take certain steps to help fashion our future to the image that we desire. If we eat right and exercise, we increase the likelihood of having a long life. If we live within our budget and save our money, then it's more likely that we can have a retirement without financial burdens. While it's good to be concerned enough about your future and and make wise choices today, don't make the concern turn into worry or fear. You got to trust God that no matter what happens, that he will take care of you, even if you've made mistakes and wrong decisions. He is merciful and will sustain you and bring you out. Trust in him, and, and, and he will give you the peace and the clarity that you need. The Bible is God's guide for your life. And it says to trust in the Lord with all of your heart, not some of your heart, not a corner of your heart, but all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your steps. Amen, amen, amen. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insights. So if you are a survivor of a traumatic brain injury or a caregiver, please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org or please call 912-335-3799. Sister Scents, for personalized candles and gift baskets for any occasion, please contact Nashari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Nashari Davenport at 205-514-0866 for your custom-made personalized gift baskets and candles. The Birmingham Slayers, if you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area and you're looking for an organization where your child can be a part of a team where together everyone truly achieves more, a place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never before, then the Birmingham Slayers is who they need to connect with. Please contact Ms. V at 479-899-2618 for more details. Again, that's Ms. V at 479-899-2618. And if you have a business or an event that you would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at Twilight for details. I tell you guys, we have an amazing show lined up for you all on this evening. You are in for a very special treat. Our guest is a published author. She's a true survivor. She's filled with so much wisdom, and she is going to empower, educate, and enlighten you all on this evening. So I want you guys to relax, just kick back and grab your cup of tea or your cup of coffee and prepare to be blessed by this truly anointed vessel. But first, we're going to take a quick break, but don't you move because we will be right back. Hello, this is Victoria Baylor, an intuitive mindset and brand confidence coach at www. Dot victoriabaylor.com and you are listening to the Conqueror's Cafe radio show.
Conquerors Cafe. I am your host, Twyla Reed. Again, we have an amazing show lined up for you all on tonight. Our guest is a writer, a speaker, a biblical storyteller, a columnist, retreat leader, and occasional blogger. Mary is a prolific writer, a creative and energetic woman with a passion for life and a deep and abiding faith in Jesus. Mary Moss is also a devoted wife, a loving mother, and a doting grandmother, true blue friend, and a child of God. Job? Well, let's just say she's had just about any that you can think of, a deal of all trades and a master of some. She leans on the Lord to make it through every day, every hour. Oh, and did I mention coffee? Yes, she loves it and lots of it. She has served as a Stephen ministry leader, a certified lay speaker in the United Methodist Church, and has earned a certificate in congregational leadership through the Baptist Theological Seminary in Richmond, Virginia. She has taught courses in frugal living, introduction to journaling, journaling and prayer, creative writing, and becoming God's wonder woman. So I want you guys to put your hands together and help me welcome Ms. Author Mary Moss. Well, hello there, Mary. How are you? Hello. I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I am happy to have you here on the show. We are so honored to have you here on the Conquerors Cafe. Thank you so much for coming to talk with our listeners on this evening. I'm happy to to share a little bit about what I've gleaned through my own experiences. Awesome. Now, Mary, I read your bio and and, and did all the formal stuff, okay? But I really would like for you to just say hello in your own words and tell the listeners who you are. Hmm. Well, I I think the bio covered pretty much of it. I really... um, I was born a writer. I think it's in my genetic makeup. I, um, and I, what I really want to do in life is to help people um, understand how their story intersects God's story for their life. And the way I do okay. that is through my writing and speaking and storytelling. Okay, Awesome. Now, I heard you say that you believe that writing is just in your blood, that you were just born to write. So let's go back to when you first began writing. I want you to talk about when you first started and what inspired you to do so. (laughs) Well, one of my earliest memories is actually of writing, and I, I just tickle myself with this story, so I've told it before, but I was probably in kindergarten or first grade just learning how to write. And I had written a story um, apparently about a chair from the point of view of a chair that was on one of the boats that came across with Columbus. And um, my mom, when I showed it to my mom, she asked me, you know, who wrote this? (laughs) And, of course, I said I did. So... um, that was my first affirmation that, oh, maybe she is really a writer. Maybe I'm really supposed to be a writer. 
Um, I'm forever making up stories in my head and all of that. So I, that's what I mean. I think, you know, my dad's a terrific storyteller. My mom was could work any crossword puzzle anywhere. She never had to erase oh, wow. or anything. My grandmother was a newspaper woman. So I, I really do think that it's just part of my genetic makeup and, and a gift from God for sure. I tell you, I totally agree with that. Listening to you <laughs> say that in your answer, I do believe that it is your calling that God is truly uh, giving you the gift to do so, Mary. And uh, so, speaking of your younger self, okay, since we we're in agreement that this is something that God has truly called you to do, still thinking about your younger self, okay. If you could tell your younger writing self anything at all, what would that be? The most important thing that I would tell my younger self and that I tell anyone who hesitates to write either because they don't think anyone wants to know what, hear what they have to say or for, for whatever reason they don't have confidence in themselves is honestly just write write the story, the poem, the short story, because it's a God-given gift, and your story is unique to you, and no one else has it. And, you know, the world needs your story. So just write and worry about all the rest of it later. Amen. I agree with that. Um, And I say this every interview, uh, things that we go through in life, it's never for us. It's always to help someone else. And so, and I truly believe Yes, those people, the people in the world that go through things in life, uh, I think um, that they do the world a disservice by not writing about their story uh, because I guarantee you that they do have something inside of them that they can share with the world. And a lot of times when people think of writing books or writing about their journeys, they they feel like it's well, first, that no one's going to read it, no one wants to hear my story, or it has to be 200 pages. That is so not true. Would you agree with right. that? Oh, yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, I, I often tell people that, you know, your redemption story could literally be someone else's lifeline. And so, it, you know, it goes back to what you said about how we're doing the world a disservice. You know, something that that the hope that you offer could be the one could be the thing that helps someone hang on for another day. And we don't ever know how God's going to use what we write. Absolutely. That is so true. Now let's move to your book, woman with the alabaster jar. First of all, I love the title, Mary. Um, In regards to your book, I want you to tell our listeners what the genre of your book is. And what's the inspiration behind the title of this book? Okay, sure. Um, Well, all of my books um, are, of course, spiritual. Um, This is actually my second book in a a series of unnamed women of the Bible. Both of them are in three parts, um, breaking up the journey that I took. Um, They're a mixture of poetry and short devotional-type writings, but they're based on actual incidents or, or thoughts and things in my life. So it's like short little snippets of, of stories and poetry, original poetry. Um, this book, 
I wrote after um, going through the grief of losing my mom. I stayed in the grief for several years and just kind of shut down um, and didn't really allow grief to do its work. And as I started to, to walk my way out of that, I realized I started to see glimpses of hope again and started to um, allow the healing to take place. And I wanted other people to realize um, that there is hope and healing, even in the grief and after the grief, um, that life does go on and that God never leaves us. He's with us through it all, even, you know, when we feel him the least or believe that the least. And that I think that was so important for me when I realized that. And honestly, as I wrote the book, I was healed of a lot more than just the grief over losing my mother because one of the things I say um, in the book is that grief isn't just about, you know, the death of a loved one. It can be over the loss of a job, the loss even of a pet or the ending of a relationship. You know, there's all kinds of, I call them little griefs in the world. Um, that we go through, and they're all tough, and they all um, leave us broken in a, in a way. And I just wanted people to know that no matter what the grief or how deep it is, that there is hope and healing at some point. You know, Mary, you said something there. Um, grief, that is true. The loss of a job, the loss of a friendship, a relationship, a pet, all those things can really put you in a state of grief. And sometimes people, when, when you're talking about pets, sometimes people look at us like, oh, my God, I can't believe you feel like that, over, you know, over your pet. Right. When you really had a pet for so long, I mean, it's a family member. It becomes a part of your family. It's like a child. And so when you when you experience that, I do agree with you on that. Um, there's a grieving process that you really need to go through. Right, even if you don't want to. Yeah, and as far as the title of the book, um, like I said, both of my books are after unnamed women in the Bible. Um, this is the woman with the alabaster jar is a beautiful story in the Bible, um, and it talks about a woman who who breaks into um, a gathering of um, religious leaders who are like the political leaders of our day, um, and and Jesus is at the table with them and you know in in biblical times unescorted women weren't allowed to be in a room with men but she breaks she bursts into the room and breaks a jar of perfume um over his his head and his feet and she washes his feet with her tears and the subtitle of the book is a life poured out and that's really what grief does it it rocks everything that that you think you knew and believed about life, and really you you end up with nothing left. It it feels like you know you just end up just giving yeah. away everything that you have, so that God can then fill that back up, fill up that space yeah. in in other ways and for His purpose. You know, I like that you say that grief is a life poured out. Because when you do go through a state of grief, you feel empty. You really are. And you, mm-hmm. you walk in a yeah. state of emptiness. And I think it's important 
when you are grieving to allow God to pour back into you to fill you up. Right, right. Now, when you're talking talking about the audience that you write for, I want you to describe the audience that you write for, and I want you to share with our listeners two things that you want readers to walk away with after reading the book. Well, my predominant audience, I think, is naturally Christian women um, for the books in it at least, because, you know, they're, they're named after women in the Bible. Um, the, the stories in them and the poems and the, and the, you know, lessons in them are universal. But I think um, predominantly Christian women are, are the audience, and, most, and that's mostly who has bought my books, um, particularly the one, um, the first one, which is the um, woman at the well. And and that's great. That's fine. <laughs> that's a huge audience yes. that needs hope and healing. So I'm I'm happy to do that for other women. I think we don't do that enough for for ourselves and for each other. Um, you know, they both offer hope, and that's the main thing that's important to me. Um, and in both of them, I share you know my honest struggle. Someone said, you know, you really don't hold back in either of these yes. books. You're just completely honest. And, you know, I don't think you do anybody any favors by being less than honest. You know, to me, I, that's just who I am. I'm, what you see is what you get. And so I thought if I was going to, you know, go through the effort, I was going to just do it um, transparently. And so I guess I the things I want readers, yeah, the things I want readers to walk away with you know, the moral of the story, so to speak, is that God wins in the end, which means that we win, and that we don't have to understand it all because we won't understand it all, um, but we can believe that he's faithful. Amen. Um, I I like that you say we win in the end. <laughs> You know, and because of the way that the world is today, and, I mean, if you look at the way that things are today through your natural eyes, you may really doubt that we win in the end. But isn't it great that that God promises are always yes and amen and that whatever he says that we can count on it, that it's going to come to pass? And so I truly believe that if he says that we are going to win in the end, then Thank you, God. Hallelujah. We win in the end, Mary. That's right. That's exactly right. Now, I want to um, talk about, you wrote something in your book. You talked about dry bones, okay? And you talked about the dry bones in our own personal lives, the things that Mm -hmm. we did, the things we didn't do, or thoughts that we had that we never expressed, or Thoughts that we did express that we wish we never did, the love that we didn't give when we should have, the dry bones in our lives, the hurts that we inflicted upon others, the wounds of not being accepted or not being acknowledged. You stated that those dry bones in our own personal lives, that the only way out is through. I want you to talk a little bit about that. Um. 
Yeah, that that one was definitely a, a divinely inspired inspired um, writing. I I love that story. Not because I mean it's a, it's a sad story. It's a hard story, but I love the imagery in it, and I yes. love the um you know maybe it's it's because I watch like I I love like Tolkien and some of the others that tell these epic you know visual stories but I can just see these bones being knit back together and breath being breathed back into them and, and them coming to life again. Um, I just felt like the dry bones, I, you, in the story, in, in the scripture, you can just see this vast field of dry bones. It's all of our regrets and, you know, as yeah. you said, um, that was part of the experience that I went through. So my grief was not only the grief of losing my mom. I realized that that was the culmination of my grief, uh, maybe the manifestation of it, but that there are all those other, you know, I call them little griefs in our lives. If we look back, the, you know, all the things we regret, and um, I, I couldn't think of a better way to describe it than um than that way, and especially when the healing happens, when the breath yes. is breathed back into you and you start to look around the world with different eyes again, um, and some of the heaviness that, you know, being buried by all these all these regrets, all these dry bones, when those yes. start to lift and we can start walking out of it into the healing, um, that's when we start finding hope again. That's what I took from that. When I when I looked at your book and I, and I read about the dry bones, although it is a sad story, but just to know that in the end it talks about allowing God to just breathe into you, and you know, right. so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. You know, God God doesn't want us to walk around and um and not have the things that He's promised us. He wants us to have the things that He has promised us, and so. We don't have to walk around barren. We don't have to walk around dry with the regrets and, and, and the thoughts that uh, that we have that we don't express. We don't have to live a life like that. So I appreciate um, the fact that you talked about that and that because, like I said, that's what I took from that. Although it is a sad story, but just knowing that we can, although we walk around with the dry bones, that we can allow God to breathe life into us and live. Right. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about some of the challenges that you face as a writer. I want you to just give us one challenge, maybe maybe the most difficult challenge that you've had, and how have you overcome this challenge? Well, the biggest challenge I face and I'm pretty sure it's probably every writer in the world will tell you it's also their biggest challenge. And that is honestly being disciplined enough to write every day in a meaningful way. Um, when I wrote my second book, I was participating in a like a dream coach program. It was a program designed to help people who had specific dreams accomplish that goal. And I was accountable to my coach over several months to write for 30 minutes every day. So that discipline really was life-changing for me in that 
um, if I even if I skipped a day, I didn't feel right, and so I just continued to stay in that discipline. But I have found that that challenge has returned and does return if if we're not careful about it. You know, life happens and other commitments and activities creep in, and we say, oh, well, I'll do that tonight. Um, I'll do that later. (laughs) You know, I'll do that tomorrow. And then pretty soon you've gone several days or a week or a month and you haven't worked on the project. Um, So really that's my, my biggest challenge. It's time, of course, because, you know, we're all busy, but the, the self-discipline um, to just write every single day. Um, I agree with that. The clients that I coach uh, in the book coaching piece that I do, I challenge them to write for 15 minutes every day. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I think that once you get in a habit of writing, then you will automatically just increase the time. Because once you really start and you really get into a flow, before you know it, it's 15 minutes, it's 20 minutes, it's 30 minutes. Right. And you've written, you know, you go back and you look and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I've written this much. So I exactly. so that that's, yeah, so I think that is really one of the challenges that, especially beginning uh, beginner writers, you know, starting yes. out, it's hard to be disciplined to really just write. <laughs> Especially, every Especially when you don't have the confidence that the effort's going to be worth it, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, motivation. What are some of the things that motivate you to keep writing? Because I know you've written more than one book. So what are some of those things that keep you motivated? Well, um, I'm at a, a point in my life where I have what I've, have called a holy urgency um, because I did have those years that I didn't do, I didn't write. I didn't, you know, do a lot of the things that I wanted to do, um, and now I do. And it's like I I really have this urgency to do it all. And I don't mean to do it all like, oh, my gosh, I'm running around, you know, like a chicken with my head cut off. I'm I'm being very deliberate and intentional about it, but I have a lot of things I still want to do. I have several more books that I want to write. And God just keeps giving me this inspiration in so many different areas. Um, So the the motivation is certainly not a lack of things to write about um, or any of that. I think it goes back to, you know, to the challenge. It's time. Um, and just fitting it in, um, in in the midst of life, and also not trying, you know, not bouncing around like a, you know, like a, a in a pinball machine, you know, going from one thing to the other to the other, and um, just having the guard by time. But that that holy urgency, um, it, it prompts me to to just keep going, and. Um, and definitely, you know, being open to the inspiration, um, God never disappoints. <laughs> so I guess I, well, as long as my brain is functioning, I think I'll have the inspiration <laughs> that I need. And as long as you're saying, yes, God is going to always give you the inspiration. I know that it's every true. time, Mary, yes, he will 
when I, there have been so many times when I said, okay, I'm going to write this book. This is the last book. This is it. And God would give me something else. And I, and I think you, you just, he just wants the yes. If you give him the yes, he's going to give you the inspiration. He's going to give you the confidence. Right. He's going to give you the provisions. He's going to make a way. He's going to open the doors. And so uh, obedience. So thank you, Mary, for your obedience and just saying yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, you know, just as an aside, I, I was just sitting here thinking um, it's, it's a little bit of a digression, but after I wrote my first book um, almost 10 years ago, I had every intention of writing a second book entitled The Woman with the Alabaster Jar because I've had this idea that God gave me to this attraction to the unnamed women. And, you know, they've just always fascinated me. It's like, why were they important enough to put in the Bible but not important enough to have a name? Have a and name. that always yeah. just, that was something I always just pondered. Um, I'm glad now that life happened the way it did and I did not have the luxury of writing full-time anymore as I had for several years. I ended up going back to work full-time and, you know, our children we're getting older, and, and so I, I couldn't write the book, or I didn't write the book. I have seen at, in the writing of it and since then that th- the name of the book was always there. God gave that to me a long time ago. But this yeah. book is different. I, I believe it's so much better than that one would have been because of the experiences that I had in the meantime. And it it just always amazes me how God just arranges everything to fit his perfect plan, but it also ends up being a perfect plan for us. Oh, absolutely. God's timing is always the best timing. Yeah. We we think that we're ready. It just amazes me. Yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, that. I've decided what I shared recently at a retreat was that I believe those women, those women are left unnamed so that we can insert our names into their story. Oh, I like that. That's good, Mary. Isn't that powerful? I mean, that was strictly from God where where he he revealed that to me, that it's so that I can be the, the woman with the alabaster jar and, so that I can be the woman at the well who who is, you wow. know, shunned by society, you know, and, yes. and rejected and ends up, you know, meeting Jesus and it changes her whole life. You know, that's wow. just really powerful for me. I think that's powerful to, to the listeners as well because I wonder how many um, – have really thought about that. I think that that's good, and I and I really believe that that is definitely um, insight from God because, like you said, there are so many women in the Bible with no names. So, and just think about if we do insert our names there, how it allows you to open those scriptures up and really put yourself in that particular situation. It has to give you some insight and some vision yeah. uh, uh, to say, hey, you know, wow, I can see this happening, and how can this change my life? How can I apply the principle of this to my life? Exactly, yeah. The story becomes so much richer when we, do, when we look at it that way. Absolutely. 
I like that, Mary. That's really good. That's really profound. Um, now let's talk about some of the authors that inspire you. Who are some of your favorites? Well, yeah, um, two poets, of course, Walt Whitman and Robert Frost. I I love all of their poetry. And really, I'm an avid reader. There are so many um, authors that I like. Um, I'm currently reading through Mark Batterson's book. I read If, which was just phenomenal. Right now I'm reading The Circle Maker, um, and he's got about 15 books, so I'll be reading his for a while, but I really am enjoying those. Um, And he writes in a similar way to Max Lucado, um, just a very conversational tone and very readable. And so I, I really like that. And I tried to write that way also, to be conversational, like I'm talking, you know, to someone over coffee. And that's how yeah. I feel when I read their their books. Um, nonfiction, um, I love, for the same reason that they have a gift for storytelling, Patricia Cornwell, Michael Crichton, J.R.R. Tolkien, those are, you know, just off the top of my head, those are some of the ones that come to mind. It, for me, it's all about um, a good story. Yes, and, and I tell you, those names are heavy hitters, and I love the storytellers. Um, I think they just really just bring you in. When you're reading their books, they just bring you in, and it's at, like you said, yeah. it's just, you're there. You know, you're in the book, you're there at the scene, you can feel you know, every you can see every descriptive thing that they write about. So I agree with you. Those are some awesome authors. Um, I want to uh, quickly uh, let our listeners know that uh, we are opening up our phone lines. Uh, the number to dial in is 657-383-0898. If you have a question or a comment or if you would like to speak with our guest, uh, Mary Malchi, be author of The Woman with the Alabaster Jar, and a very, very uh, awesome woman of God here, the writer, speaker, a biblical storyteller, one that um, who really speaks from the heart. She states that grief is a club that, with an open membership that nobody wants to join. Whether we grieve over the death of a loved one, the end of a marriage, or a long-term relationship, the loss of a job, or even when a pet dies, that grief like birth and death is a universal experience. And she shares how, although we don't like grief, that we must believe it serves a purpose in our lives. So how many of you out there really have looked at grief like that and said, wow, this is serving a purpose in my life? So I invite you guys to call in, 657-383-0898. All right, so Mary. I want you to um, talk about some of the things that you do in your spare time that really doesn't include writing, where you just want to take a breather and, 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 you know, just have some me time. What are some things that you do? It's so funny because writing for me is therapeutic and relaxing. So that is a lot of what I do. I I, I love to read. (laughs) I, I love to read everything. Um, I'm a big history buff, so, um, you know, my family and I like to visit a lot of um, museums and historic places. Um, Again, it's all about the story for me, so I love the stories. 
um, that that our ancestors can tell us from a lot of the museums. And that, that's really, you know, like I said, it's all about the story for me, everything. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I honestly, um, I think that writers who also love to read and use that um, as a time to unwind and relax and be restored and rejuvenated and allow their writing to be therapeutic, I think those are some of the best writers. And the content that those writers put out, I think it's just phenomenal content. And if you can put out content that really uh, allows the reader to really just walk into your shoes and really experience what you're going through and really experience what you're seeing and allowing what you're saying to really just uh, um, be downloaded into you so it can change your life and change the challenges that you're dealing with and change your mindset, the way that you're seeing life. I think that is amazing, Mary, that you can do that. Yeah, it is. I mean, to me, the more points of view that you have, the more information that you get, the more you have to offer to other people and the more you can bring to your own experiences. Now, I know that you have some things that are coming up. So do you have any events that you would like to share with the listeners? Well, I have one on coming up this next weekend here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I'm co-hosting with um, another writer and good friend of mine, um, a visioning workshop where we're launching um, 2020 not only as the start of a new year, but as the start of a new decade. And going to take the um, participants through the vision process of, you know, let's think about the next 10 years. And, and work toward that and then how to break that down. So we're really excited about that. And it will also involve, um, you know, working within our spiritual gifts and that type of thing. So it will be something a little different, but we're really looking forward to that. And then I, I'm, part, I'm um, doing some story, Christian storytelling and speaking at several events that others are sponsoring but also in October of next year, a year from now, and we already have deposits coming in, um, we have our <laughs> second annual God's Wonder Woman Retreat, which will be at a beautiful retreat center here in Virginia. Um, and we're really looking forward to that. We had a phenomenal time last time at our inaugural event. It went so much better than we thought it would and, and, and was just so much more powerful and meaningful. So we're really looking forward already to the next retreat in October. I, uh, I, I read something about that retreat, and I do believe it is going to be amazing. I actually received um, some information about that retreat, Mary. So, And I heard some really amazing things about the about last year's event as well. So uh, I'm just going to pray and stand in agreement with you that it is a huge success, and we're just going to go ahead and declare that, and it's going to be a sellout event. I know the registration has already started, and so um, those that are listening, um, Mary, uh, can you please give the website uh, for the listeners to uh, obtain information about the retreat? 
Um, yeah, we have we don't have a website right now. We're doing all of it through Facebook, and it's worked really well. The Facebook page is God's Wonder Woman, all one word, no punctuation. And if they would like the link, they can just reach out to me too on Facebook. I'm the T H E Mary Moss across all social media platforms. So they should be able to find me easily, and then I can connect anybody with any information that they need. Awesome. Now, I want you to tell the listeners how they can connect with you. I know you just gave your Facebook page, but I want you to let them know how they can connect with you and how they can purchase your book, A Woman with the Alabaster Jar. Oh, oh yeah, it's how they can buy the book. Um, yeah, <laughs> both, both of my books are on Amazon. And um, you can purchase them there if you would like a signed copy. Um, again, you can reach out to me on Facebook at the Mary Moss. Um, and um, it's the Mary Moss author is my author page. Um, just to make it easy for me to find, I just kept everything the same name. Um, and I will be more than happy to um, get your information. Um, several people ordered some last year as Christmas gifts for people. Um, so, you know, if, if there's someone hard to buy for, that would certainly be um, something nice, especially someone, you know, the holidays can be really hard for people um, going through grief no matter how long it's been. Um, and so it's something that I think might help people even get through the, um, some of that over the holidays. Um, I totally agree with you. I want you to, uh, before I, I, I say this, make my next comment, can you tell the listeners uh, the name of your other book as well? Yes, the other book is Woman at the Well. So I'm Woman at the, well. at the Well and Woman with the Alabaster Jar. Okay, and they're both on Amazon and they can be purchased. Correct. Correct. Okay, great. So um, let's talk uh, really briefly. If there is someone that's listening and they may want to write about their journey or, you know, have have some God-given inspiration and they just don't know where to start, what words of inspiration and motivation can you share with those who are inspiring to become on? I I would say that, you really need to just start writing your story. So many people say, well, I don't know, you know, I, there's still people alive and it might be painful to them. And, um, you know, even if you don't publish the hard, ugly part, you need to write it. And what I found is I, you know, it's possible to go back and say that you went through certain experiences without giving any details or naming names, you know, so just just write it down, get it all written out, and then you can go back and edit out the things that you don't think should be included. The, the hardest thing for me to, to help people realize is that they just need to write it. And don't second-guess yourself. Don't try to edit yourself in the process until you're done. Now, Mary, we are down to our very last question. I want you to let the listeners know, what does the word conqueror mean to you? 
school. Yeah, that's that's good. I I had to kind of think about that one. You think about being on the Conqueror Cafe. It's like, hmm, I wonder. <laughs> um, you know, I I think for me, I'm I'm one of these people. I'm really hard headed, and um, you know, God has to work on me all the time. I always thought of be, of conquering as being in my own strength and being strong and being victorious. And but I have learned that um, it really is about. Um, Jesus being our conqueror and that, you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, that's really what con- what being a conqueror means now, not of my own volition, but because of my faith. Awesome. Wow. You know, Mary, that has been uh, awesome. Um, that's an awesome definition of conqueror because it's really how, I like when people, and I like to ask that because I love to hear the the answers. They're they're all different, and because it can mean something different to each person. And so I love hearing what the word conqueror means to our guests, and this because it's personal. It has to become personal, I believe, in order for you to really understand what it is to be a conqueror, the things that God has brought you through, how you conquered the challenges in your life, how you conquered uh, the hardships and the things that you've gone through in life to get where you are right now, to be able to share your journey of hope and healing, to be able to share your testimony with the world. Right. Exactly. Well, well, I tell you, when you're talking about a testament, this has been an amazing testament of hope and healing. And I just want to thank you for sharing with us the woman with the alabaster jar. I want to thank you for being our guest and just sharing your heart with us, sharing your journey with us. And I want to just personally encourage you, Mary, to just keep pressing forward as you continue making an impact in the kingdom. I want you to keep teaching and keep inspiring those that you come in contact with. It's just, you know, letting them know uh, that through your writing that God is a healer and that he is everything and he never fails and that he can do it exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. And so I just want to say thank you so very much for being here with us on this evening. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone, I tell you, we've had an amazing show tonight. Our guest, Miss Mary Moss, I tell you, a prolific writer, uh, just a very creative and energetic woman with a passion for life and a deep and abiding faith in Jesus. Again, she states that whether we grieve over a death of a loved one, a long-term relationship, a job, it doesn't matter what it is, that grief is a universal experience and that Although we don't like it, we must be able to put ourselves in a position where we can see and believe that it serves a purpose. She stated that the the dry bones in our lives, those things uh, that we've dealt with in our past, the thoughts that we've had, the the heartache and the pain that we've had, that they can be turned around and that God alone can restore, that he can redeem us, he can take our dry bones, and he can create an army of love, of hope and faith and rebuild our lives to a manner where we begin to really look 
like, we begin to act like, and we begin to feel the way that he sees us and and how he has designed us to be. We need to allow God to breathe his spirit into us that we may have life. Well, not just have life, but have it more abundantly. So I tell you guys, that's it for our show this evening. Thank you so much for listening to the Conference Cafe. Be sure to visit uh, conferencecafe.com and check out our resources, our prior shows, as well as our bonus content. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe to our website and stay um, to stay updated on all of the great things that we're doing. We've truly enjoyed you all. Don't forget to join us every Sunday evening right here, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for amazing testimonies of hope and healing. Now, before you guys go, remember, life can sometimes present a series of events that can lead us down paths in life that can be discouraging and full of frustration. You must remember that it is your relationship with God that sustains you when you reach your limit and you want to quit on this journey. You can do two things, stand firm and persevere, or you can give up and give out. You have the power to choose, and the choice that you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, everyone, and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue soaring by the power of God transforming your traumatic events into empowering moments. Until next time, I'm your host, Twyla Reed, your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. For speaking engagements or consultations, please email me at info at And if you have a testimony of hope and healing that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Good night, everybody. Until next time, may God bless you. Take care. Y'all